Hello and welcome to episode number 40 of the Thought Leadership Podcast and live show. Can you imagine 40 episodes with amazing humans, amazing expert thought leaders, and lots of great value for you who are stepping into your vision, into your creator, into your next level of having and running an expert business with lots of impact and lots of fun. And today I have the pleasure to have Karen McMullen with me, who is based in Canada and I'll tell you a bit more about how we connect, but first, welcome on the show. Thank you so much. It's so fun to be here, and I'm just loving getting to know you. Oh, me too. So just a bit of a background, you guys, as uh, how Karen and I connected. So I am learning all about human design as we're recording this. And as I'm learning about this, you also get to learn about this with me. And as I was watching and learning um, on YouTube about human design, about the manifesto that I am, that I'm t- will tell you more about how that all works if you're new to it, I came across Karen's amazing uh, YouTube channel and I'll put the link below so you can discover it after where I learned so much and I reached out to her and I said I need to have you on the podcast because there's so much value in what you're sharing and I want my audience and you listeners and and the ones in our community to learn more from you so Karen thank you for allowing others to in our community to learn more about human design and please please tell a bit more about what you do and what do you work with Yeah, well, I was introduced to human design back maybe six years ago. And at the time I had a successful coaching business. I had a multiple six figure coaching business and I was doing, you know, the public speaking and the selling from the stage. And I was teaching people how to sell from the stage and helping people live in their zone of genius. And I'd built my own kind of mini empire. You know, I was kind of on that track but I was feeling quite burnt out. Mm. And I had a human design reading, someone had introduced it to me and it was almost as though I got infected. Like it infected my body. All of a sudden I couldn't see the world the same way. I couldn't think the same way that I was thinking. And it, it, it made it very obvious to me that the way that I was living was not in alignment with my, my natural design. Right. And that's why I was burnt out. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of a, a diehard type person. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, I'm going to experiment with this. I'm going to try this out for a year. And I'm just going to really take this on and see if it's true. And my life dramatically changed. I sold all my belongings. I uh, stopped doing everything in my business that was draining me and I moved to Mexico. I broke up with my boyfriend at the time. And it was a very dramatic change. Not that everyone is going to do that (laughs) when they learn their human design, but uh, that's the direction I took. And so, yeah, I lived in Mexico for five years and now I, I teach human design. I do readings and I also channel as well. So for anyone that's listening, that doesn't know channeling, it's basically receiving message from higher consciousness and you know that happened just by miracle really one day I was meditating and all of a sudden I started hearing this voice and I wrote down what it was saying and it turned out that it became a you know really beautiful uh, book you can't really see it but it's called alchemy of consciousness and so I channel and I do human design 
Amazing. And you are a great, great speaker. That's why I connected with your message when I was listening to the YouTube videos. I was like, oh, this is so great. So if someone is watching and listening to this episode and they don't really know what human design is, because we are, I keep hearing it and maybe I'm in, in that environment, but I also think that there's a kind of a consciousness coming up right now where people starting to understand more about it. If, if we will have to kind of break it down in this, in a simple way, what is human design? Yeah, human design is a system that was created by a man named Ra Uruhu, and he was in Ibiza, Spain, and similarly to what I just described about channeling, uh, he was just out for a walk, and on the way back to his cabin, he received a voice that spoke to him this incredible body of knowledge over, I think it was, I, it was either eight or 10 days that he received this download. And so it's a system based on your birth date that creates a chart. And the chart is quite complicated. The moment you download your chart, which you can do for free just by Googling free human design chart, um, you'll, you'll look at it and you'll think, whoa, this is the, the strangest thing I've ever seen. It, it makes no sense. Uh, it's like a code almost. <laughs> and so, it takes a little bit of an investment to learn about your human design because you need to kind of learn some of the language. But um, in essence, what it is, is it's a system that describes your consciousness and mm -hmm. how you are designed to, to be in this world. My teacher calls it like the, your spaceship. You know, what is the unique design of your spaceship that you're flying through life? And the way I look at it is we each have an individual essential self that's totally unique that we came here to be. And then on top of that is a lot of conditioning, mm. conditioning from our family, conditioning from our upbringing and our society. And so we can become our conditioned self, yes. but human design is an invitation to decondition and it actually maps out exactly how you can decondition it and where you're vulnerable to conditioning. Yes. And if I understand it right, there are basically four core types of, um, if you've never seen a chart like that, it's not, I mean, it also has a big, big level um, idea of the type of personality that you are, right? Is it four that it is? Yeah, that that's it. That's my training is says four. Some people say five because uh, basically there's the generator, which is the most common type, 70% of the planet, the projector, about 20%, manifester, 9% and reflector, 1%. And in the generator category, there's also a subcategory called the manifesting generator. And so sometimes people will say that there's five mm. types. But um, my training is to say that there are four types and really type is if, you know, if, it, if the people listening just look into this level of knowledge and just learn about their type, because there is a whole, you can go down the rabbit hole as, as far as you want to go, <laughs> but mm -hmm. it's not really necessary to do that. And my whole thing with human design is to really emphasize the basics because yeah. sometimes people can get really wrapped up in all the details but if you just learned about type it would change your life and Absolutely. it would really 
help you honor the people in your life because we're all very different. And when you understand th these four different types, you can see, oh, that's why my husband does that. It actually has nothing to do with me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and you mentioned that um, before when you were having your, your coaching business and your speaking career and you know, the, the empire, uh, you felt a bit that you were, you know, getting into a burnout because you were not aligned with your, with your human design type. Do you remember the first actions you took and like maybe something that you shifted your habits when you start to realize more how, how you're functioning? There were a lot of them, but one of the things that I was doing was I was selling through one-on-one -on -one sales calls. So I, that's how I would get new clients is I would, you know, get on the phone with them. I hated doing one-on-one -on -one sales calls. Right. And so basically as generators are 70% of the planet. So generators have life force that resonates with something or doesn't. It's yes. really quite clear. It's like, ah, I have energy for this. Yes, this is exciting. Or mm, no, there's no energy for this. And so I, one of the things I was doing that I had no energy for was sales calls. And so I just said, okay, I'm not going to do sales calls anymore. And overnight, I just stopped doing them. Wow. And human design is also really a test of your faith. Like, and one of the core principles of human design is that we can trust life. Mm. We can trust life. We're not here to do a whole bunch of things we actually don't have energy for. And if we truly follow what we do have energy for and align with that, some whole other world opens up that is beyond what we are conditioned to believe is possible. Yes, I love that. It's, you know, having faith and trust. And I think as an entrepreneur, it's part of our you know, DNA to have the courage to see and imagine what's possible, even if we haven't yet seen it in the physical world. So trusting your type and trusting that, well, if I go with that, and that means saying a lot of no and actually going against the idea of that you have to keep hustling and you have to, you, that's the way to run a business you allow yourself to one, not burn out and, and actually be much more, more in alignment, more productive and somehow getting your state up. So the whole idea of people actually wanting to be around you because they feel that you are actually more balanced. And if you, someone is, you know, if you're not familiar with speaking with in alignment, in alignment, another word for that, it's just actually being balanced and feeling that well, I'm, I'm within my boundaries. I'm listening to the direction I want to go. I'm, I'm following in the rhythm of my body. And, and that in itself gets your, you know, your charisma, your state, people wanting to be around. Yes, if you're a speaker, if you're a coach, they don't only come from the strategy. They want to be around your energy. And that in alignment with the, you know, if you balance that and listening to your type, like you were mentioning, you might not even need to get on that sales call. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And when we talk about these four types, they're called aura types. So this is mm -hmm. the idea that you don't stop at your physical body, you know, you actually extend out, you have an energetic presence, like a bubble that's yeah. moving around you with you wherever you go. And your bubble contains information. Yes. So this is really powerful, because even just if you and I come together in, in a room, and even I think it 
I think it still works over the internet, <laughs> but yeah. um, there's already an exchange of information that takes place on an auric level. Yes. And so when you are aligned with your design, your, your aura becomes very, very powerful mm. and, and, you know, more magnetic for sure. Yes. And more impactful as a manifester, that's your type yeah. and um, projectors, projector the projector type can often have a fear that they won't be seen mm, because they're meant to be seen but not to just go after being seen so it's kind of paradoxical for them yes but the more that they can kind of just lean back and totally be in the amazingness of their energy people flock to them yes yes <laughs> and this is very interesting because if we if we just kind of go down to a couple of levels what you just mentioned is the generators are the ones 70 percent that the ones that are you know they keep having energy they you know they wake up and they just keep going and and if we're looking at the hustling uh, you know type that we can see online if you're you know if you're living online and you're having an online business you might see these things of you know getting up in the morning and do these things and it might feel like the last thing you want to do in the morning like the 5 a.m or like you know it doesn't feel right or it doesn't feel right for you to be working every day of the week or having back-to-back -back calls because for there's so many reasons that you just don't have that energy and for me as being a manifester as i have moments of energy and moments of creation and many times I thought that I I have enough energy to keep going every day but I realized not at all so sometimes also understanding that well I do have energy but my energy is not the same my, my energy is in sprints and I can have these moments when I just wake up in the morning and know exactly what to do and just things just start to happen and then nothing for weeks and then I have this moment again and there's this you know and, and for me, it has been such a relief to understand that I need more time to rest. I need more time to reflect. And I don't need to push an action because if I push an action, it's actually counterproductive. Uh, it will not be in alignment with my type. But the funny thing with, uh, with that is also my partner, who's a projector, from what we realize is that he needs to wait for the invite, right? He needs to wait for someone to invite every time he tried to put on an event doing something it doesn't work and then when he's invited it just works perfectly well and you know being a speaker for 11 years or you know loving the stage wanting to create events actually not wanting to create events but wanting to hold events it's it becomes hard for him because he say well i want to hold the events but i don't want to I know for a fact that I don't want to organize them, but every time he tries to do it, it doesn't work. Every time someone else organizes an event, invites him to speak, it's perfect. And that could be me, but it could be someone else as well. It's just so funny that it, it's like you're saying, if you're trying to go against it, it's almost like, ah, it's not working. And if you stop fighting so hard, it just becomes so much easier. And for him, for sure, when he just stops doing it, then people start to actually invite him. But you need to trust. Exactly. And, and it challenges your relationship to, to waiting and trusting. So wow. a, a lot of the, each type comes with a kind of one particular little sentence that describes your strategy. So yeah. um, wait, the generators wait to respond. The projector is 
wait for the invitation. The manifester is in form and then the reflectors wait a lunar cycle. So um, three of the four have wait yes. <laughs> in the instructions. And so uh, waiting is a big part of human design. And, it, and one of the things that I really love about human design, because before learning human design, I was totally in hustle mode. Yeah. I believe, and coronavirus has really taught us this on a collective level, that we as a collective really needed to slow down. And the pace that we were operate, operating at as a cultural norm was very toxic to a, an organic pace of life. Mm. And so when you start to live according to your design, chances are you will find that things slow down and that you don't get as many invitations as you want like you don't get quite as much as you want but you get what you need yes and and you get to learn what's really truly for you in life yes and so it's almost like a slowing down and then um i do find things kind of kind of ramp up as you align more and more and more so it's not that things will be forever like twiddling your thumbs but um, it kind of depends on how aligned you are already, yeah. but waiting and being present with just daily life when not a lot is happening and learning how to be, that's part of the process. I absolutely love it. And it's the gap, you know, most of the times when we are expanding and expansion is not only to do with, you know, more money or more this and that it's also more working with better clients, having more alignment in your life, choosing what you really want and not just what others want for you. Um, all of that is not only trust, but it also there is the moment you will decide something, there is time between that moment and when things start to happen because there's a realignment. There's a realignment in things. People need to understand what you're up to. The, you know, the whole universe and energy, the whole thing is, is like a big cruise boat that is shifting. <laughs> and many times that I keep hearing from clients or members of community that there's this impatience that comes in that is like, oh, but it's not happening. I did this and it didn't happen. Well, when did you do it? Yesterday. Okay, <laughs> maybe we should give it another week or maybe another month. We don't know when it's going to happen. But do you? does it happen often for your clients uh, that that impatience comes in when you're starting to be more in alignment with the actual rhythm and also readjusting to something that is more natural? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of an example off the top of my head. But for me, an example in my life has been starting my YouTube channel because uh, actually Karen, you are here to be a teacher. You are here to be a messenger. And therefore you will never be happy unless you build an adequate platform to share your message. And at the time I was living kind of in obscurity in Mexico, having the time of my life, you know, dancing, um, teaching yoga classes, making less than a thousand dollars a month, just like, you know, I had a great life and I was distracted by enjoying that 
but meanwhile, I wasn't actually fulfilling my purpose. And, mm. and there's a despair that comes with that there, you know, on the surface, you can be happy, but you inside, you know, there's that gnawing feeling that there's more. And um, so I, this is, you know, as a generator, you're not meant to initiate things. The only type of the four types that's here to initiate is your type, the manifester. Hmm. And so it can be tricky for generators to figure out how to navigate like what they want in their mind to create in the world because they kind of need to wait for something to respond to. Yes. They need to wait for life to come to them. And so I was realizing I had just written my book and realized, wow, I have this amazing book. I have no audience for my book and I don't like social media. Um, <laughs> how am I going to build an audience? But I had met a guy uh, through my salsa dancing community who had a YouTube channel and he he actually is hilarious. He has a viral video looking for elves in Mexico. Um, so he built a, you know, a livelihood. Yes, I've probably like 500,000 subscribers by now on his YouTube channel, entirely just making videos about looking for elves and witches and in Mexico. And um, he said, Karen, you should really start a YouTube channel. And so, I, and then another person told me to start a YouTube channel. So now I had two cues from the outside world coming to me about YouTube as mm. a platform to share my light. And I had also received this message from my higher guidance to start a YouTube channel. And so, so then I started my YouTube channel, but YouTube is a long game. Like you need to create quite a lot before you start to see results. So I started my YouTube channel uh, in January of 2020. And, you know, now I have 1500 subscribers and it's growing, it's gaining momentum, it's doubling. And I'm the most amazing people are attracted to me through my YouTube channel. It is unbelievable the matches of people that are finding me and reaching out for readings. They're exactly the right people. And it's so magical, but I didn't see any results initially. Like it was a very slow process, but it was a process that I, I had energy for and it was a process I was aligned with. So when you're aligned with how you're using your energy, there's a fulfillment just in the, the doing of it. Yes. And you don't need the results to affirm that the energy is well spent. Yes. I, I can so relate when we were doing, we had a conversation just before going on this podcast about um, which running retreats or physical events or events is that when you're enjoying the process and which we decided to do in this time, really focusing down on making sure that we enjoy each step of the process of you know inviting people in finding the venue finding the, the catering but actually enjoying the process and not just seeing that well the moment we are there that's when it starts it became so easy and I believe in that I believe in that moment of not being so attached to the results because when you work with this type you know this type of way of running a business 
there is not a date. There is not like on Monday or in two weeks time, I'm going to have this specific thing happening. It's almost like, you know, it's going to happen, but you don't know exactly how or when or from what point, you know, how it will come together, but it just makes so much sense. So um, I, I want to yeah, insist on the, the, what you said, which is enjoy the journey, enjoy the process. If you're enjoying the process, probably you're also in line in what the type of action you should take. And most importantly, it will feel good all the way because you don't know when it's going to happen, really. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And I, I will add that I, you know, I started my YouTube channel and then I suggested to my manifestor friend and really, in, you know, insisted on it and educated her about YouTube. And she started her channel and she's already at 16,000 subscribers. Wow. So, and she's a manifester. So um, this is kind of playing into something you and I were talking about before, which is not comparing ourselves to yes. other people. Because when I look at, at her design, if you go deeper into the code, she is here to be famous. She's here mm. to be like really famous. That's part of her code. Yes. So it makes sense that the moment she finally put herself online, she was a hit. Yes. And in my design, I'm not here to be famous. I'm here for my network. I'm here to influence people who are friendly and who love me. <laughs> and actually, it's similar to you. Um, so I don't expect that I'm going to like grow like that and it's okay that I don't because uh, I'm just here for the people who are my people yes yes and this leads me to the a conversation I would love to have about not being not comparing yourself it's it's easier said than done because in our education you know from early childhood in school and universities in the way we are supposed to run supposed to run a business online it almost seems like this one recipe and many times the people come into our world they don't buy into that they just don't feel it doesn't feel right in their gut and they are very intuitive people because they're creators visionaries founders leaders they feel that this doesn't work for me and that means maybe for instance could be having an online course or or doing something, you know, the, the tech heavy marketing principles, it doesn't feel right because they don't want to spend so much time on the computer, they want to spend time with people because most of them, they are coaches, consultants. Anyway, what when it comes to that, there might, there sometimes there's a feeling of, well, one, is there another way? Or am I just, you know, making things up in my mind? You know, am I, is there really another way? Because it doesn't feel good to, harass people by direct messages in inbox it doesn't feel good to do those sales calls it doesn't feel good to to make 90 days of content plan because it just feels so it you know it's almost like there there are moments or this feels so good but i don't know why i'm doing it i'm just going for it everyone talks about online but i really want to do the physical events and it's almost like one you almost have to like am i crazy am i do am i really like is there another way and secondly, is that feeling of jealousy what comes in when you like, like you mentioned with your friend on YouTube, like, well, I can give an example as a manifester, I get that quite often, you know, because 
in my type. I, I was mentioning the other day to my clients, I was sitting literally, I was having a coaching program coming to an end and I felt it wasn't finished. And I was having coffee before the last call in a cafe in Greece, like next to the river. I'm like, there's something else here. And in half an hour, I just put up a landing page, I created a mastermind and sold it. And one of my clients is watching me and just saying, oh, you know, like, I just feel like, how is that possible? And I know I do get that. And it's not every time, you know, it wasn't because I had the program, but it just felt in that specific moment, it has to happen this way. And I was just sitting on, you know, with my laptop on my, on my, my knees and just like, this is it, you know, and it was easy because I was, it was exactly what had to happen. Um, so yeah, maybe we can talk a bit about this, about one is feeling that I don't fit in, which mm. happens quite often too, because I, the people listening and watching that are extraordinary because they know they're not buying into this idea that it has to be in a certain way. They just want to impact and help. And, you know, they want to be out there in the world and create legacy and really be there for the right reasons. So one thing is, is there another way really? And the second is, how do you deal with when you are different, when you're creating? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, what a great question. Well, a couple things. One is human design is also called the science of differentiation. And so it, it's really like, we are all so unique and it starts with the four types and then it goes down another layer about how we're unique. And then it goes down another layer and it goes down and it goes down and it goes down. And the further that you get, it's, uh, it's profound. It's, it, uh, it, if you learn about yourself and then you learn about some of your loved ones, what it, what it does for me is it instills a deep respect for myself and how I am unique and for the other and how they are unique and how they are designed to be. And then another possibility that you can add to that is the idea of surrendering your life to a higher will. Because what you did in that case was so aligned with your design as a manifester in the story you shared, which is a manifester is here to be in direct relationship with the matrix, like with all that is. And then to be the one that brings in what needs to happen, like to initiate from a connection with all that is. Yeah. And so being, you were in connection, you felt like, oh, this is not quite right. Um, something feels like it's not complete. There's something more here. Yeah. And you listened to yourself and you listened to life and you let life move through you so that you could make the appropriate impact. Yes. Because the manifestor is here to make impact. And so you, in that moment, you were just one cell in the body of life. Mm. So if we think about life it, itself as a body, we're each just one cell. You know, I'm maybe a liver cell and I'm coded to do what liver cells do. And you might be a brain cell and someone else might be a cell in a lip. Um, but if the lip cell tries to be a brain cell, then, or just the lip cell is like, oh, screw this. I'm just going to do my thing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do what I want to do, regardless of the whole, um, that's cancer. Yeah. So we are, 
when we act in accordance with our design, we're, we work with life. Like we're actually integrated with what wants to happen in life. Yes. And so we're supported. And we're going to get the support that we really need that's in alignment for us. So when we deeply understand uniqueness, there's less jealousy. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's, I think it's natural, especially in our, in our society as it is with social media, which is actually designed to make us compare to each other. And I have received some channeled messages about how um, toxic that is for our self-esteem. So the more we can detach from that as much as possible and just realign with what matters, it's like, okay, what is my truth? What is my next step? And then just do that. Then we're not operating from our, our conditioning. But absolutely, like the way that um, even the difference between a generator and a manifesting generator, um, the way that a manifesting generator is going to go about their work is going to be completely different than the generator, is going to be different from the projector, is going to be different from the manifester, is going to be different from the reflector. And if the reflector is learning from a manifesting generator mentor and trying to do what the manifesting generator mentor is suggesting, it's going to be unhealthy. Yes. For the reflector. And it might actually work, which would be kind of the worst thing is that it works, but it's at the expense of their own well-being. Yes. And you're, you're talking about something very important here. That is, if you're leading communities, if you're leading others, you know, your team members, or you're leading, you know, you're coaching, consulting, you're advising, or there's so many ways we can be a leader in our life. And it's not only business can be also in your, in your relationships, right? That you are initiating or are not initiating is allowing others to be themselves. And I keep repeating it in our communities that I cannot give you a recipe. If I give you a recipe, then I'm, I'm not allowing you to listen to what feels right and finding who you are. I can give you tools. I can give you examples. I can show you how it's been working for other people, but I cannot tell you what to do. If I do that, then I'm imposing my own type because this works for me. I can tell people, well, you should wake up in the morning and just sit and listen. And then you'll have like, you know, you'll have, but that doesn't work for everybody. And then like, you know, if I, if, if I start to act like my partner, Sebastian, and I, I wait for the invitation. Oh my God, I'll wait for a long time, probably. So it's- Yeah, you would never get what you're here for. Like yes. as a manifester, what you want is not, is not coming to you. You have to go for it. Yes. And it's the opposite for him. Yes. It's like he needs to wait for it to come to him. And when he goes for it without waiting, it's going to irritate people. It actually is repelling. Yes. He'll be yes. like- um, it will really turn people off. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. And and then the, then comes that. But what if she's doing it or if he's doing it, working for them? Why is not working for me? Something wrong with me? And we get into this self that but ourselves. But like you mentioned, is that we are one big body and we are you know we have different 
we are so unique and bringing back that's what i love about human design and the more i learn about it is bring back that uniqueness in business in life and play and dance with life not try to push something that is not natural because that brings burnouts that brings you know finally coming to something in your life and feeling like why am i here this is not what i was you know signing up for so yes absolutely i would love to hear for the ones listening and watching if someone is like this is so exciting i have never heard about this or i have heard about it but i have not understood it so well up till this point and they want to go deeper how does it work you know do they because charts and readings, how does it usually work when you work with someone like yourself who is helping people to understand their human design? Yeah, well, uh, a good place to start would be on YouTube. <laughs> um, I do have a playlist on my YouTube channel called Human Design the Basics Done Well. And there's a video there on you know understanding the most important elements of your chart, just giving you a broad brushstroke overview. And it, it has visuals. It's really helpful to see the visuals when you're learning about human design because it will help make it make sense. Um, so that's a good place to start. And then, yeah, if you can and you feel drawn to doing a reading, there's so many people doing readings these days. It's, it's really quite incredible because, you know, six years ago when I learned human design, hardly anyone was talking about it that I knew. And I knew a lot of thought leaders and I was kind of immersed in that network, but now everybody that I know knows human design. So it's, it's really spreading. And um, having a reading is really helpful because unless you go into like a year long program, you won't be able to learn from looking at your chart. Like you actually have to study it. I. I I, when I learned human design, I was obsessed. So I took a sabbatical. I was like, okay, I'm done wow. working. Like I'm just going to stop working and I'm going to study human design full time. And I would ask people's charts on the street. Like I would give readings to every stranger <laughs> I would meet because I, and I was all my, all the people in my network, I just gave readings to, I had hundreds of charts in my phone. I was studying the energies of these charts and and, um, but when you get your reading, it's, uh, it, you know what it is, it's really like having permission. It's permission to be you. It's very refreshing. Um, only one reading I've done was a, a woman so uh, upset by what she was hearing that we had to stop. But usually what happens is people feel like, oh, this is me. I've been this way my whole life. And I've been maybe fighting parts of this, but now I can see that it could be possible for me to just be this. And yes. so it's like permission and, and it can feel just really affirming, I guess. So good. Permission to be you. And I am absolutely aligned with that, that idea that as a leader, as a founder, as an expert, as a creature, Give yourself the permission to be you because in the end, it will pay off even more for yourself, for your dear ones that, you know, that are there with you, your family, your, your friends, your children, your team, your clients, everyone that gets to, to be around you because you're starting to be in your alignment. You're, you're, you're where you're supposed to be. And 
if you can, if there's one thing that you can take away from this episode today is sit with it for a second. Sit with this idea that how would my business look like if I gave myself the permission to be myself? How would it look like if I stopped comparing myself to other people on, on the social media who are, you know, having this and that happening? Or my mentor is, you know, is this, am I having the right mentor? There's so much value in what Karen is saying. Am I having the right mentor who is actually listening to my types? Do I understand? Am I, am I feeling a bit of a burnout and, or feeling that something is off? Maybe that's a good moment to have it, to, to stop for a second and, and, and get your chart read and understand more. But in any case, I highly, highly recommend to sit with this episode and feel what feels right for you. Because for myself, I can tell you that I am blown away by this science, by this, with this knowledge. It's, it's so valuable for, it has been so valuable for me to understand more about myself. And I think we can never stop learning about us. It's, it's a lifelong journey. And if we can use tools and human design is absolutely a tool for, for visionaries, to understand how do you create? How do you create in this world? And we are creators. We are different creators, but we are all creators because you are here, you're serving, you're helping, you're supporting, but we don't do it in the same way. And I mean, Karen, thank you so much for talking about this topic because I find it so valuable and so sustainable uh, for um, entrepreneurs to understand that it, it's not only one way to do this. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then that can help all your relationships, like with your clients and with your people that you love. And, oh, well, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's so fun to connect with you. Oh, pleasure. Pleasure. It has been great too. I'm, I'm feeling so bubbly and energetic from this, from this conversation. And I will put, um, in the show notes below the YouTube channel for Karen. Karen, is there anywhere else where people can find you and, and learn more about you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at I am Karen McMullen and then my website, karenmcmullen.ca. Perfect. We'll put all the notes below. Just check it out. And actually, when you do, if you do your chart, Put that in the comment below. I would love to hear and see who is watching and what you're learning about yourself. It's always a great way to get started with a small action like that. So thank you so much, Karen. Thank you for everyone who listened and watched this episode. And I look forward to seeing you soon and discovering new ways of stepping even more into your visionary with these episodes. Thank you.